Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Carly Parker with the Rome Floyd Chamber. This morning on our podcast, we are with Meryl Davies and Bill Davies with Toastmasters and the Davies Shelter. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Great. Good. Uh, Great. Well, you said he's the, with the Toastmaster and the Davy Shelters. What about your stand-up comedy act at, at, at the local, at the clubs? Well, I'm no days? longer on the road. I used to travel and do this stuff, but I've been asked to not do that. <laughs> I've been asked not to. <laughs> your, your, your wife just told us before the show, do not encourage him. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm more interested in preserving the marriage than I am. The <laughs> comedy act. That, that's a smart man right there. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I know who cooks breakfast. <laughs> well, well, welcome both of you, and thank you thank so you. much for being here. Uh, Ms. Davies, uh, let's talk Toastmasters. That's who you are here to represent. What, what What is that to people who may not know what that is? Well, it is an organization that helps people become better leaders and better speakers. A lot of people think it's just presentation, just speaking, but it's really not. It's speaking and leading. Every meeting gives us a chance to improve our speaking skills, but also our listening skills uh. <laughs> and our leading skills. So, Okay. Uh, from on, on the speaking side of things, I read that public speaking is like one of the great fears that everybody has. Yes. Why is that? And what does Toastmasters do to help people overcome that? Well, I think the big thing that Toastmasters does is it gives, always gives positive feedback. You get feedback on all your presentations, but they are the feedback is always positive. Usually the evaluator, and you do have an evaluator at time, will begin by telling what you did well and then just make a suggestion or two, the things that you might want to work on. Okay, so this is, this is like a group, a cl- an organization, club, whatever, but that meets regularly? We meet twice a month. Okay. We meet on the second and fourth Monday of each month. And we meet at 6 o'clock at the library. Not now. We have met at different places, but most of the time we read in the, uh, we've been meeting recently in the CUSA room at the Rome Floyd Library. As a matter of fact, people who want to know more about Toastmasters uh, might want to think about attending next Monday, October 24th. We're having a ribbon cutting at 5 o'clock, and then we'll have a little refreshments and visiting oh they're snacks snacks oh, yes. <laughs> the food always gets people there that's yes. the, that's the draw and then we will have a sample meeting at five o'clock so that people will get an idea of what we do in a toastmasters meeting okay you taught school right as your career i, I did so uh you've been speaking in front of people for a long time so yes. how has but but you still felt like you needed to- Toastmasters. I did. And one of the reasons I had, they have a program called Speechcraft. 
and one of their members at the time, before I ever joined, did a speechcraft thing at church, at my church. And I went to it. And one of the things I learned is that we get feedback on the us and ahs that we say. <laughs> there is a, a, a fi- official uh, role in Toastmasters called ah counter. So <laughs> you learn if you're doing a lot of filler words, not just us and ahs, but things like you know and I mean and things that I say all the time. But <laughs> Now I am really self-conscious. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> About uh, what I'm going to say uh, next. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's a very positive, fun environment. Right. We all have some of those issues that we work on. So it's just, it's a good way to work on it. It really just is. just don't count them at home. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that at home. <laughs> uh, now, are you involved in Toastmasters, Mr. Davies, or does it just yeah. come natural to you to stand yeah. up in front of a crowd and talk? <laughs> I'm involved in Toastmasters. I don't care how much you have done it. You're going to need help. Always. <laughs> always. We all have our, our habits, our peculiarities about how we do things. And it helps just to to practice. One thing people don't realize is that Toastmasters gives you a good product for the money that you pay. You pay approximately ten dollars a month. Okay. And you we go we have two meetings a month, and you can't really change your speaking habits in a weekend workshop. You know, but you may pay hundreds of dollars to go to a weekend workshop and try to become a better speaker. And you can learn what it says to do, but you won't learn to do it in a weekend. So one of the things that that I have learned is that that regular practice is what helps. And you get practice in the idea of creating a speech, you know, preparing a speech. We always have two or three prepared speeches, but we also have impromptu speaking. So what the person, they call them the table topics master, and that person will prepare some questions. We don't know what they're going to be, and this person will then volunteer, get up there, They'll ask you a question. You speak from one to two minutes on it. And that's another thing, timing. Have you ever been to a meeting where the speaker was supposed to speak 10 minutes and he spoke 20 or 30? Sure. Well, in Toastmasters, everything is timed. So our prepared speeches are generally five to seven minutes. You get, we've got a a light thing here. So when you get to... The five minutes, you get a green light. You've made your time. When you get to six minutes, it gives you a warning light. Better be wrapping it up. Right. <laughs> and then when you get to seven, you get a red light. <laughs> Stop. You get off the stage. <laughs> so, you know, and they have, uh, Toastmasters has competitions that people, and if you, if you go over your time, you won't be winning. Could so. we incorporate this? Timing light in church 
<laughs> we could, but good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, some some preachers. No, no, no. I'm gonna. Uh, so, um, so this that's how it works. Some people are assigned to come in and talk about a topic of your choice. Be it okay. Yes. You can talk about. Elvis Presley or college football, that's what I would talk about. Yes. Um, and then you're given five to seven minutes, so you hone your craft and you and you get up in front of the crowd. How big is the crowd usually? Well, right now we uh, are we usually have 10 or 12. Okay. But ideally you need a few more than that. I mean, if you have 15 or 20, that's a good crowd because – you don't. Everybody doesn't have to do th- something every time that's assigned. But the thing about that you were saying they could talk about whatever they wanted to. Actually, we sign up to give speeches. So they have an educational program, and you go through that program. Right now, the programs are online. And this kind of shows they right now they have like close to a dozen paths that you can go in. So people don't realize sometimes that Toastmasters focuses more on leadership than actually they focus more on leadership than they used to. So if you are in a situation where you have to coach people, for example. There's a path called effective coaching. If you're in a situation where you do need, you know, like if, if you're wanting to be a keynote speaker, then there's a path that would be particularly focused on that. So there's all kinds of different Things. Motivational strategies is a path. Right, okay. So different ways to use the, the skills you learn speaking in different areas where it can be beneficial. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And actually, they have a lot of optional projects in all those paths that you're working on. And just to give you an example, I did one project on creating podcasts. <laughs> So you're a regular podcaster then? No. <laughs> I did the project, though. And it, you know, kind of gave you the guidelines how to do it and everything. I didn't have all this equipment. Yeah, I was going to say, what are, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> you're not doing anything wrong. The, then I did one on writing blogs, which I already had a blog, and I just wondered if I was doing it right. So I did a podcast project on writing blogs and kind of sh- tried to shore up my blog of course I'm not following through like I should but <laughs> then I uh, did one on leading a panel discussion so there's things like that that you can do to kind of help you in whatever going on in your life or whatever business you're in right, it can work at work it could work at a family meeting it could work at a volunteer <laughs> situation exactly yeah, so yes. uh, interesting um well, uh, Mr. Davies, uh, I want to chat with you also since you're here about the Davies Shelters. Yes, sir. Um, for those who don't know, tell us about what it is you guys do and, and your mission there. We have two shelters in Rome. Next year, we'll be 20 years old. Congratulations. It's a, It's been an interesting journey, to say the least. And we're 
excited about it. We have a women's and children's shelter and a men's shelter. And we're trying to help people reach a place of sustainability. Our goal is to help them to be self-sufficient by the time that they leave us. We have caseworkers that work with them and develop case plans so that each person meets with their caseworker weekly uh, or more often than that as needed and work toward their particular goals. If your goal is to uh, get reemployed, if your goal is to uh, establish housekeeping, if your goal is to uh, get your driver's license back or to learn how to do a uh, resume or anything like that that helps make you more sufficient as a parent, as an individual, uh, that's, that's what we're doing. And everybody that comes and stays with us, uh, we are totally drug and alcohol-free uh, situation. Everybody every day has to do something to work toward their goals and have set goals to make their lives sustainable again. The, uh, we've had some wonderful successes and people back in jobs, professions. Uh, we run into people who have been trained as in different professions and some crisis in their life has bumped them off track and to try and help them regain that sustainability. All right. Well, it's a very, very, very worthy cause. And uh, they've been on the show here. Uh, some of your staff have been yes, on the show here before. Yes, yes. What, what, is, what inspired you to do this all those years ago? Wow. Uh, I was a minister. I was one of the ministers at First Baptist Church for 32 years. Right. I did adult education and worked with adults, and I also worked with local missions. That just seemed to be a part of it. My family, even growing up, my mother always taught the last one-room schools in the county. And when all the hillbillies went to Detroit in 1950, <laughs> Mom would say, don't throw your used clothes away. Bring them back. We need them for our families in the, in the school there. So she was teacher, cook, driver, janitor, uh, whatever it took to keep a one-room school going for she did it for 50 years, but we were always raised that that was part of it. And part of our theology was that passage about under the least of these. You know, that is our, our ministry and our calling. I, we worked with the soup kitchens here, a variety of things. One of our church members, Susan Seagraves, looked at me one day and she said, I'm tired of dealing with this homelessness thing. I'm opening up a homeless shelter. I said, you're a crazy woman. <laughs> and uh, I said, have you got any money? She said, no. I had a dollar bill in my pocket. I gave it to her. It's framed down at the men's shelter now. She went down Broad Street here and said, you're tired of people sleeping in your doorways at night. Give me some money. I'll open up a homeless shelter. She took up $750. Called me one day. said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting in my office working where I'm supposed to be. She said, look out your window. Here's a little 80-pound woman in a Ford 150 long bed pickup truck loaded with sheetrock. Says, I've rented a place in South Rome. We're opening up a homeless shelter. Wow. <laughs> so we unloaded sheetrock and went to work. And we formed a board and got you know, sort of got together, and I said, now, Susan, we got to name this thing something. Uh, I can't file to be a 501c3 nonprofit so people can give to us and, and get a little tax advantage for doing that. And I kept saying it, and she, 
Nobody would name it. She wouldn't name it. And finally, one night I was eating at the Partridge after a board meeting, sitting at the table, sort of steaming a little bit because they wouldn't name it. She walked in, slammed some papers down on the table, said you can't do anything about it, and walked out. She incorporated the thing in my name. <laughs> so, But, uh, you know, we just started uh, locally. We've been a local thing that's gathered people and churches, businesses, families, schools, uh, come to us. Some bring food. Some bring uh, a variety of things, and it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. We've drawn from a variety of faiths, beliefs, people, uh, businesses in the community, and it's been a real expression of love and caring. We've always operated on the principle that uh, Myron Madden. I read a book fifty years ago from a little professor, and he wrote a book, said, we have all been blessed by God. That is, if I bless you, I make your life healthier or well. We have all been blessed by God, and the greatest of blessings is to be granted the power to bless the lives of other people. And that's what we do, try and make their lives better. Okay. Um, that's a lot to t- take in. Go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great thing that you guys have started and kept it going for 20 years. Well, it's 20 funny. Years. I, I run into Mr. Davies every now and then uh, when I'm, I'm meeting some family at the Piccadilly. And uh, every now and then he's in there, I guess, get, getting food at the as they close, right? At the end of the day. Right. Good people like Piccadilly, First Baptist Church, uh, the uh, Texas, Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. And others, at the end of the day, whatever they have left, uh, we go by and pick up a couple of times a week. And that goes to the shelter to help feed the people. Perfectly good food uh, that's prepared. But, uh, you know, that's sort of what we do. Is, uh, uh, we gather s- stuff that uh, other people give away and, and, and thinking, you know, I wish this would go to somebody that it would help. And that's what we're there for. And how you know, how long have y'all been married, Miss Davies? Fifty six years. How many of them have been happy? Fifty six. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been happy. Bless your at heart. Least, at least I've been happy. I'll be. A oh, I have been. Trust me, I know I ought to be happy. Uh, but we we were, we were joking. He's got so many great little one liners that you've probably heard a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> and you told at us at least. <laughs> Did you ever put them in your speeches? <laughs> well, he puts them in his speeches. <laughs> I don't have to. You should take. You should start start taking credit for them. Make sure you go before him when you're doing the Toastmasters and be like, "That was my one liner." The secret to a good marriage is you have to learn to laugh together, and you have to teach your children to laugh together. Uh, it it helps you get through the. Lumpy, bumpy times. And you know God's got a sense of of humor because every time I go by a mirror in the morning, I know there's reason to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yet another one of his (laughs) one-liners. Keeps me going. So so, uh, speaking for the Davies Shelter, what do you guys need from our listeners? What do you need from the community? Pray for us. Be informed about who we are and what we do. Go to DaviesShelters.com. Go to the website. Read, look, uh, be informed about what we do and how we do it. Uh, do you need Do you need dollars? Do you need volunteers? Um, if you do that, if you pray and look and get informed, 
you will support us. And people have. They have come to us and said, you know, we want to help somebody that uses their gifts wisely. We try and be good stewards of the gifts that we've been given and make it help people get their lives back together. Uh, we've got gardens and Brian Campbell at uh, Berry College, the agriculturalist and the Bonner scholars and the men in the shelter come and work our gardens. Uh, we have a garden bus that's been overhauled and we'll load our vegetables up and take it to four different locations every week. You can find that on the uh website and you can buy vegetables there if you happen to be on food stamps you get a double dose for the same amount and it oh, can't beat that it's yeah it's one ministry uh that we do and guys that live with us learn to care for other people while they're getting their lives together yeah so it's not just a it's not it's a helping hand it's not oh, yeah. just a it's not just a handout for the sake of a handout. It's a helping hand yeah. to help get back on the feet. Yeah. Well, that's part of learning to be part of the community. Yeah, all of us learn that if I get help, I can help, and that makes me and the community a better place right. to be. Uh, and Mrs. Davies at Toastmasters, what do you need from our listeners? Do you need more participation? You need people showing up and taking taking part in this great organization. We do. We would love to have anybody listening come on Monday, October 24th at 5 o'clock for the ribbon cutting and then stay for a sample meeting and just get to know what we do. We'll have a lot of information. The All the program will be directed toward helping people understand what we do. Right. So so if if somebody goes, if somebody joins – the process is when you do these meetings, they they're given time for the next meeting to prepare a speech. Well, some, some said it's not. Sometimes it's okay. Let's do an impromptu Q and A for a minute or two, or you're given a, you're given a topic and asked to speak on the it. The agenda is always very um, set, and we have a person that creates the agenda and sends it to all the members. And if you sign up to give a speech, then your name will be on there to give a speech. If you uh, you can sign up to be the table topics master, for example, which is the one that prepares the little impromptu questions. Right. And you can sign up to be the toastmaster. The toastmaster is like an MC. So you just wrote, we rotate around so that no one person does the same role every time. You know, and if you're yeah. the Ah, counter one row one day. Then next time you might be the timer, or you might be the grammarian. toastmaster, or we also have a grammarian, which is good. English teachers like that. <laughs> oh, that you are an English teacher, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> do you do you volunteer for that position? <laughs> and the so, meetings are usually limited to one hour and yeah. three speeches. So you're yes, not it's hostage it's, for it's like hostage. an hour. To an hour, 15 minutes is about the typical meeting. Well, and to your point, it's not just about learning it all at once. It takes time and the right. consistency you, of going. practicing. Sure. And if, if you come to Toastmasters and join and try to rotate around, do all the roles as much as possible, then you will learn a lot of skills in leading because some of the things like the – Table Topics Master, you're leading that portion of the meeting. 
the Toastmaster is leading and introducing all the different people. So, uh, so I'm amazed at, at it's how hard it is to get people to know about that. Sure. Because Toastmasters, is, it, it started in 1920s, I think, and we've had our club has been in Rome since 1972. Wow. wow. How long have you been with Toastmasters? I've been in over 20 years. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, like like I said, people probably think, well, she will never learn. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't really get to the point where you feel like, okay, I know it all now. You know, yes, I've been, I got my distinguished Toastmaster, which is the highest level you can get. But, I'm not naturally a good speaker. Bill is naturally a good speaker. I'm not a natural. That's the preacher in him. (laughs) And I don't like, speaking is not what I like the best, but I feel like I can communicate well. I write well. I can write a good speech. I may not deliver it as well as other people, but I can write a good speech. I I bet the grammar is correct. It is. <laughs> I can't and, sing, so I have and to speak. By the way, I wrote one of my books is about the, uh, based on a, a set in a homeless shelter. So, oh, just to put that in there. It's called Our Pebble in the Pond. It was published in 2016, I think, or something. Great. Uh, any final thoughts from either one of you as we wrap up, or how can people find out more websites, things like that? Toastmasters website is RomeGeorgia.ToastmastersClubs.org. Okay. RomeGeorgia.ToastmastersClubs.org. And the Davy Shelter? DavyShelters.com. Check us out. Uh, it'll tell you who we are, where we are, what we do, and why we do it. Carly, any final thoughts from the chamber? Uh, well, we have a lot of ribbon cuttings come up, so please come and support everyone that's doing ribbon cuttings this week and next week. Yes. And we have a business expo that's going to be open to the public. It's $5 for to get in, and it's a really great thing to see nonprofits, small businesses, hospitals, kind of see what they do. They're also going to be using it kind of as a job fair. Um, our last podcast was all about the expo, but just kind of recapping on y'all. Everyone should come out. It'll be a great time. It'll be from 12 to 4 p.m. When is that? It is November 3rd. November 3rd. At so, the forum. Yes, at the forum. It'll be a great time. And this is the first one we've done in, since pretty much COVID. So. Wow, yeah. And then we've always got that chamber calendar. Everyone can go to RomeGA.com and check out what's going on in the community there as well. And if any members need anything from the chamber, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, okay, great. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. you all for what you do. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome. And we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.